welcome to the first, the inaugural Resonate Radio podcast. It's been a long time coming. Thank you so much, everybody. Resonators, thank you for your support and your patience. Much love, everybody. Welcome to this first episode where we're going to be talking with the wonderful folks from fruitsimes.com, Maggie and Brandon. An incredibly versatile infused fruit leather product available in quite a few markets. I'm going to let them talk about that a little bit more. I'm also going to encourage you to go to their website, fruitslimes.com, learn a little bit more. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for following. I really do appreciate it. It's time to check in with Brendan and Maggie of Fruit Slams, fruitslimes.com. Find out more about their company. Find out more as a startup of how they're really rocking out in the cannabis industry. Thank you so much, everybody around the world, for taking the time to listen to us here on Resonate Radio. Thank you so much, everybody. Enjoy the show. Oh, well, thanks so much for having us. What an honor to be here. Um, and, uh, you know, we are some healthy uh cannabis heads here in southern california where uh we're based in long beach and we make a organic fruit uh infused uh fruit leather it's infused with thc sometimes it's infused with cbd and it's like uh the equivalent of an adult fruit roll-up we've been making it since 2015 um, and so we've migrated from the old market into the new market here in California. Uh, our THC products also available in the state of Washington. And we hope, you know, nationwide and globally uh, in time. Um, we introduced a CBD product last year. And we also even make non-infused samples. So if you just want to enjoy uh, a healthy fruit snack but don't want to get high, you can do that with Fruit Slabs too. Um, we're really focused on you know, making a, a, a safe and healthy edible for all consumers um, that, you know, is, is safe to eat no matter what your diet is or your dietary restrictions are or what allergies you may have. Um, and, you know, we just want to put out a good cannabis product to the heads, both here in California and elsewhere. We believe in very good weed and making sure that people have education and access to it. Um, and Fruit Slabs really is a great vessel for us to do that among all the other things that we've kind of uh, incorporated into uh, into our life and out in Fruit Slabs. Uh, we really just love uh, giving back and, you know, having fun. I love that. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you sharing that little introduction story, but I mean... Let's get in. Let's get into the craziness of it. What what is really what drove you guys to to get here? I mean, when I go to your website, and we already talked this as soon as I opened it up, especially for me here in Canada, I looked at your packaging and I was just ecstatic. Um, it almost gave me goosebumps because it's just I was like, ah, oh, that's what we should be. I wish we could do that. As you know, we're I don't know if you know we're extremely restricted. Uh, up here with what we're able to do and so um, please tell me I mean I know I would I don't know if you even know what the design kind of theory is even behind that if you want to nerd out into that side of it but I mean just even your your motivations is what I really want to know about you know for me coming through from the California side as a medical patient it like 
just lit a fire underneath me. So I'm really excited to understand, you know, where you guys come from, uh, girls, uh, guys and girls, and how that, you know, has really come to fruition because your guys' branding is on point, let me tell you. Uh, well, thank you so much for saying that. And uh, I mean, there there is a good backstory, both, uh, you know, where the packaging is inspired from and as well where the, you know, the product's inspiration. I mean, the product really comes from not really seeing healthy edibles out there in the market and not necessarily wanting to consume candy um, to get high on an edible. Uh, and also for myself, um, I am deathly allergic to nuts and there was not necessarily a lot of transparency in what your ingredients were in the early stages of the market and how things were produced and if they were you know, safely produced and packaged. Um, and so there was an intention to make not only a, a healthy edible, but one that would be safe for everybody to eat and encounter. So there was some commitment to not using a lot of ingredients and avoiding common allergens. Uh, and that is, that is part of the foundations of the product's inspiration. Some of the, some of the founders were themselves vegan. Uh, some of the founders uh, grew up keeping kosher. So there was some intention behind making a vegan and kosher product uh, so that, you know, even people who practice kosher would have something that they could eat. Uh, and it was born out of a conversation at a music festival that takes place in California, a festival called Lightning in a Bottle. Um, you know, everybody on the team loves live music, uh, you know, likes sacred geometry, bright colors, lasers. Um, and, and some of the packaging inspiration comes out of, you know, um, that being a shared experience that we all enjoy. Um, and wanting to develop some packaging and some designs that are fun and colorful uh, and engaging and have some sacred geometry, some cool patterns. Um, and so we certainly appreciate you uh, recognizing um, that we're trying to keep the packaging cool and engaging. Yeah, it's the definitely the thing that a lot of us miss uh, from when we had these, you know, these kind of these gray market dispensaries, as we call them up here in Canada, where... Uh, we didn't have our medical access uh, to cannabis, so we were able to, you know, have these uh, products available to us right away. Uh, and they, you know, there was a gummy product uh, that we have that is, you know, very similar uh, in appeal in that way to kind of soft colors, black packaging down the middle. It just, yeah, it really resonates with me. So, you know, again, that was one of the first things I saw uh, when I went through there. It was just like, okay, uh, this is, you know, it's not to... Uh, it just not thought up of overnight, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, too, when I was kind of going through your website is that there's also a blog uh, that's on there uh, where you guys, you know, the first thing that kind of struck out, of course, is the top post from lately in the June 7th one, uh, just talking about mixology. Can you kind of talk about it really seems that there's also this kind of um, wellness or this health and wellness drive behind this. Um, and so I just kind of wanted you guys to address that as well, because it's not, you know, again, it's just not fruit letter that out there. There's also a few other products uh, that I see cruising through. I would love for you guys to touch on those as well. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot. That's, I mean, we both love to, we're very hydrated. Like, I feel like we're always drinking, you know, we're always trying to stay hydrated. And um, we have, we go through a lot of uh, different 
well, like, you know, kind of different beverages that are cannabis centered. And we like to try different things. And because, you know, there's something coming out new, uh, you know, every single week. And it's really exciting to see all these new products coming to market. Um, and for me, I grew up like you went in the kitchen and you figured out what was there and you just you just put some stuff together like you just figured it out. And I still kind of operate like that when I'm thirsty. I'm just like, where are all the beverages? Let's just, you know, start mixing some things up. And uh, I this this is actually resulted from me having some weird allergic reaction that I couldn't figure out what was the source of. And I kept breaking out in hives. So I looked into this algae called blue spirulina and started incorporating it into my diet and I was like wow it makes like everything really bright blue and it's it's like this anti-inflammatory algae from the sea I was like I'm gonna drink this with everything and I'm gonna make like a mocktail out of it with these other uh cannabis drinks that we have um because there's a cannabis drink here in California called um, CQ. It's called Cannabis Quencher. And for me, I was like, oh, man, like that's that's I'm going to go with that, like Quencher. And they're like blackberry lemonade with basil or lime. And I just like kind of put this together and was just like, OK, I love creating content. I love um, I love a new, you know, I'm, I'll look at a recipe every day if it's, you know, incorporating something new. So, uh, and it's, it's a great vessel to share with, uh, with the community. We have a really active, uh, community, um, of people that, uh, read the blog and comment on things and send us messages. So it's, uh, it's nice to be like, Hey, this is what we're doing. You know, we're real, we're real people too. <laughs> and this is what we're using. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's always great to uh, kind of mix something up together and incorporate different aspects of cannabis so that you are uh, ingesting it in different ways and giving that education to people that they may not they may not even know like, oh, wow, I can drink THC infused lemonade. Give me some, you know, give me some of that. Uh, so I love that aspect of it because when I, you know, I've, I shared this story a couple days ago for me growing up, I was told I was allergic to cannabis uh, as a, you know, basically as a very protective measure to make sure that I didn't get involved and uh, have less of a experience than someone who's not of the same skin color as me getting involved in, you know, legal troubles with that. Um, so I love the education around it and I love being able to share it on our, uh, on our fruit slabs blog. Cause, uh, you can cut up those fruit slabs and put them inside your drink and like, it doesn't get gross. It's uh, it's such a versatile product. Okay. Wait, I wasn't thinking about that at all. I mean, forgive me but most of my you know fruit leather consumption happened it's not okay it's not one of my stoner snacks let's just put it that way it's been a little while uh, you know i'm usually i'm usually more of like a fuzzy peach type of person i guess so i haven't really leaned into the fruit leather type of thing what are some of the other uses for your guys's product um well in addition to cutting it up and putting it or infusing it in a beverage um you can put it in salads. Uh, our friend Tranibus has definitely made a couple salads with um, cut up fruit slabs. Um, you can, they go great on charcuterie boards. Um, they both look like they belong there. Uh, and you know, uh, some of the fruit pairs well with certain types of cheeses, at least in my opinion, um, especially our grape ape, you know, that's like perfect for a cheese board. Um, uh, I think we baked it into some stuff. 
Um, so, you know, you could put it in the, in the pastries, I guess, if you wanted. Um, I've definitely put it on tops of a bagel with cream cheese. Um, and I'm trying to think of some other, other functional uses. Uh, definitely check out Tranibus. Um, he has made so many things with Fruit Slabs. And tomorrow he's making donuts. He's making savory donuts with Fruit Slabs and Potley products. So it's going to be so lit. You could mix them in yogurt with some hemp seed oil. Yes, Paul. <laughs> in my mind over here. I'm not going to lie. This is really cool. <laughs> um, Speaking of yogurt, they do go great on, you know, like Froyo or Pinkberry. Um, they're a wonderful addition to that. And not really in the mixing up food category, but just a funny characteristic about fruit slabs. They don't melt. Doesn't ma really matter the temperature. I mean, at very, very extreme temperatures, perhaps they do. But like you could leave them on your dashboard 100 degrees um, and they're going to be fine. Unlike gummies. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a convenient consumption method, um, that'll stick to its form unless you cut it up, of course. Oh my man. Okay. This isn't the cooking episode, everybody. You guys are going to get me hungry again. <laughs> this is what happened yesterday. And it's a funny you plug that we had chef tried this on yesterday. He is going to do his, uh, pregame show for that episode tomorrow for the baked donut so if everyone wants to tune in and learn a little bit more before we get there we're we're trying to push the envelope on getting better we're uh we're gonna release a sour flavor this year um no added sugar still um but it will our flavors will go sour and on the health front um we are pushing towards incorporating vitamins nootropics and coming out with sort of THC plus um, products. Interesting. Okay, so that's a good segue. I appreciate you for mentioning that. I was going to say, so at the bottom line, though, I mean, there's, it has that, like, I know you guys are doing really good with no sugar and no colorings and stuff like that. How do you kind of fight that sometimes? Because I know if some people don't really look into it, they'll just kind of look at it and be like, oh, it's it must be a sugar product. And they'll kind of glance through. Are you doing anything to combat that at all? Or are you having a pretty good time, you know, with brand recognition and just kind of going through that people are just, you know, you're not really having that hurdle um, again, you know. Canadian issues that we have up here with our things. I mean, if you go to a dispensary to buy our edible products, uh, you're looking at 10 milligrams max and the sugar is uh, just, you can't really find anything that doesn't have too much sugar in it. It's really disappointing. So that's why I'm particularly interested in your product. Uh, it's definitely has a very interesting balance of everything, really. Uh, goodness, infusement, not unhealthy per se, right? But still, there's always that kind of initial like, oh, it's a gummy. It might not be good for me. Um, well, we try and publish, uh, I mean, not only do we like actively promote that it's not a gummy and that there's no added sugar, um, and that it's a, you know, a low calorie product. Uh, but we, we also publish some materials, you know, both in like flyers as well as just like putting it on our socials and our website. And mostly thanks to Maggie putting together amazing visuals that try and tell, you know, a story that our product's a little bit different. Um, it's made a little bit differently. While it might appear, 
in a gummy category or next to gummies. It is not a gummy. Um, it is a, you know, it is real fruit. Um, and it is, it is a snack that just ha- a healthy snack that just happens to have THC or other cannabinoids in it. Um, you know, we, we try and constantly develop and refresh uh, imagery that can be shared so that it's fresh in, uh, you know, our fans and followers' minds, as well as we have fresh things to introduce to bud tenders and distributors and buyers and people in the industry so they're aware. Yeah, I mean, education is one of our huge forefronts that we really like to focus on. A lot of our marketing materials are like just very bright uh, educational things that, you know, if you're in the dispensary and you're looking on top of the counter, you're going to see something that catches your eye. And it's like, Hey, this is why this is not a gummy. This is why the, you know, this is why this costs this much. This is why, you know, et cetera. Um, But we do have gifts that you can literally share uh, in the chat. Uh, And that's one of the many tools of my marketing uh, toolbox are um, I love to make gifts. Um, We have a network for our collaborators that uh, are called the co-slaborators. So if you're a co-slaborator, you can uh, have gifts as well. And we like make them for you and distribute them so that you can like integrate them into all these different areas. Um, and honestly, like the word of mouth, really people, uh, we love our product. So we always talk about it and people love our product too. So they continue to talk about it. And uh uh, the education, it takes a, a while for it to get to the far reaches, but you know, the more people, the more people learn, the more, you know, the healthier choices we can all make and the better we can live. One thing we have spent some time on recently is trying to educate on, uh, the fact that we use real fruit, um, and that the costs of food and real food items are going up because we, our product is more expensive than a gummy. Um, and so we get, that's definitely something we have gotten pushback on with retailers. And so, uh, you know, the cost of the cost of our input ingredients went up about 30% during COVID. Um, and so Maggie has made a bunch of great infographics that sort of show what has happened in the food supply chain and also discusses and gives some insight into all of what we do to, source and make sure that we're using, you know, top quality fruits in our products. Um, you know, early on, um, you know, there were disruptions in our supply chain, but now that we're like six years into it, we, you know, we're ordering fruit, uh, you know, and, and putting deposits in on it before, before it's even the planting season, just to make sure we have the fruits that we use on a continuous basis so we can, make our product because some of the fruit is, you know, uh, not so easy to source and climate change can really interfere with its availability um, and also impact its price. Uh, So, I mean, we we have to do that so we can actually stay competitive and keep competitive on price because we're using all real organic fruit ingredients um, and then cannabis inputs. That's that's all that's in our fruit, uh, in our product, nothing else. What is going on with these funny times? Uh, we've definitely also um, seen some supply chain issues up here with the industry, uh, particularly relating to uh, cultivation. Unfortunately, uh, with everything that's happened, it's 
caused a massive worldwide shipping backup. And that's even just separate for the little fun that they had in the Suez Canal. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, I have a couple of projects running and it's taken a good 30 to 40 extra days to get ships just to park in the Los Angeles port uh, so I can get these facilities built. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was definitely going to ask you, you know, what has been going on? What are some of the challenges that you're experiencing? Because, you know, with us, it's definitely been uh, it's been a little bit of a challenge uh, for some of these facilities to make sure we get everything going. And then, yeah, I could talk about substrate supply issues for a little while, too. So <laughs> it just seems to be affecting us in, in more than one way. Absolutely. Lots of lots of impact on our supply chain, although not so much on the cannabis input supply chain. That's pretty, you know, abundant and easy to access. And for us, wasn't disrupted by COVID. But our fruit and packaging supply chain uh, experienced wild, you know, and dramatic change and shifts in price and availability of goods. Um, you know. Uh, Everything was being quarantined for longer periods of time at the port, especially, you know, at the start. And when you're talking about live, fungible, you know, expiring fruit products, that, that can be a real problem and super stressful. Um, and we had, you know, we had fruit input product either go bad because of delay in timing of getting it to us, or it wasn't the Suez Canal, but one of our trade routes, you know, was was essentially disrupted and impacted by uh, by some of the things that were happening because of COVID and the the limitations on uh, transportation or movement between countries. And you know, we had we had more than half of our mango supply not make it to us um, in in 2020, uh, and it was a real challenge. Um, you know, we use we use specific fruit ingredients, not just any old mango that you can get. Um, and so we had to pivot and navigate around that, and then you know, um, institute new new protocol moving forward, so that we were less likely to end up in that position, not knowing what was gonna you know happen during the whole COVID experience. Um, and it's ongoing. You know, there's still supply chain disruption issues. And on the packaging end for us, I mean, yes, uh, delays in getting the packaging. And one thing that's been super frustrating for us is at times during COVID, we have not been able to get biodegradable packaging. And we're committed to sustainability on all fronts. We use biodegradable packaging wherever possible. And, um, you know, we, we have biodegradable packaging for our California product. But at the time that we were launching our Washington product and trying to get the packaging to be able to do it, our suppliers didn't have biodegradable packaging available to us. They had oxodegradable packaging or packaging made out of recycled product, but not biodegradable packaging. And we had to make a decision that, you know, deviated from some of our, some of our ideals and, you know, and make compromises that were really uh, problems confronting us because of supply chain disruption uh, as a result of COVID. Um, and, you know, I guess, uh, you know, the benefit or the bright side of that is, look, biodegradable packaging wasn't available because there's so much demand for biodegradable packaging. So, like, sucks that we couldn't get it, but I'm happy that it's in such demand that it was out of stock with the people that we typically get our packaging from. Yeah, it's, uh, 
I can't wait for it to just get a little bit easier. <laughs> There's already enough challenges that we have in the cannabis industry. We don't, we didn't need this on top of it. Oh <laughs> uh, well, uh, mad respect for you guys uh, continuing though and punching on through. Uh, it's definitely something that I enjoy to see, uh, to say the least. It's always good to see good people uh, doing good things uh, and great things, uh, for that matter. Uh, like I said, the product looks absolutely great. Um, I'm excited to get some non-infused samples. And uh, I, I can't believe there's so many different uses for it. That actually literally blew my mind. I was such in a box about fruit slabs and, um, you know, approaching it from uh, the other side of it. And yeah, you guys definitely uh, opened it up. I really do appreciate that. Um, one of the last questions that I wanted to ask you guys, because we don't really have this uh, up here in Canada. And so I wanted to know uh, what fruit slabs is doing uh, related to social equity um, and how you guys are kind of participating on that front. Uh, again, it's uh, just kind of a pleasure to ask that question <laughs> because, again, there's no, honestly, there's no programs that really exist up here in Canada. I'm really hoping that's one of the things that are going to change uh, when we, you know, do we review our legislation. But I'm always uh, really uh, wondering about how folks are doing that. Uh, and I'm sure other people are as well. Um, well, thank you for asking. Uh, and as far as what we're doing with respect to social equity, uh, I mean, down here in California, we are trying to work with social equity applicants and operators here in Los Angeles. Uh, I've, we're in discussions with a couple about doing some contract manufacturing in their facility and or having them distribute. Uh, our product, um, and as well as there's one retailer who's going to be opening up a shop, and we're definitely going to have uh, a pop-up presence um, in his shop near Alhambra. Um, and then I myself, I'm a, I'm a practicing attorney. Uh, I've been in the cannabis industry for some 13 years now, and you know I uh, provide services to social equity applicants uh, and work with um, disadvantaged applicants at, uh, you know, an extreme discount or pro bono rate. Um, and yeah, we, we try and support um, people um, from all walks of life. You know, we, uh, we practice equal opportunity employment and non-discriminatory practices here at Fruit Slabs. Uh, and you know, try and try and put our best foot forward in every way that we can. Um, our our present production is done in Northern California, and that is not with a social equity applicant. So you know, we are making a concerted effort to align with ones here in Southern California. That's really cool. I uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Even down to the process, uh, the uh, cultivar. I really like that. I really do. Um, my last thing uh, that I have for you folks here is, is is a shout out. There's a bud tender education video on your website. Honestly, is there like something? What is? Is there anything that's a bad thing about you guys? I mean, honestly, there's so many. This is insane. You guys even take care of the bud tenders. I mean, that's one of my biggest beefs in the industry ever. Is we just get products sent for. <laughs> without any information on it whatsoever and the bud tender just stares at you and you stare at them and then 
we just go back to looking at the digital screen in front of us. <laughs> and then it's so and awkward. Then it's if awkward. we didn't have the digital screen, it'd be like, oh man, this is this is really weird. <laughs> the the bartender education video comes courtesy of one of our founders and the head formulator of the product, the heavily dreaded Brian Kona. Um, he uh, made that video so that it would be easy for bud tenders to sort of absorb a little bit of information uh, and engage with us. He is a very gregarious fellow. Um, he also goes and does pop-up installations where he DJs for um, dispensaries and or bud tenders. He throws uh, after-hours parties and electronic music events that all bud tenders get into for free. Um, you know, so we we have certainly some interesting bud tender give back um, activities here at Fruit Slabs. Uh, in SoCal, I've worked in the music industry for quite some time, so we do do concert ticket giveaways to bud tenders. We're having a a seven ten party um, called Dabs and Slabs, and it's an invite only event, and we're inviting uh you know bud tenders that have been um good to us and pushing our product um we we gave away an award earlier this year the lgbtq bud tender of the year award um that was awarded to adam fleischer who's here in california and rocky hernandez uh who works with planet 13 in las vegas both great bud tenders we um have kept in constant contact with them uh, ever since we awarded them. And uh, yeah, we are, I mean, uh, every C-suite member of our team goes into shops and meets with bud tenders and talks to them. Um, you know, we try and treat our bud tenders like family. We just went to the G4 bud tender awards and really our intent there was just to sort of throw a party. We, I mean, we brought out DJ equipment and basically had uh, a dance party at our booth for eight hours each day um, uh, and gave away samples of our product, uh, distributed some of our flavors for feedback, which included peach. Um, that was actually a big hit. So I think we're going to introduce that one. And we also shared our sours um, with all the bud tenders to get feedback. You know, we try and uh, engage with bud tenders and reward them for engaging with us. Uh, as well as, um, you know, show that they're a very important part of our, you know, of our ecosystem. Our product's not going to get in the hands of, you know, uh, consumers if the bud tenders don't know about it and we don't treat them right. So uh, we try and do what we can uh, with limitations. I mean, we're still a small business. You know, we can't, we can't compete with some of the, you know, who sells the most product gets a $1,000 gift card, um, you know. We would love to be able to give back like that, but that's that's a bit out of reach for us. So we try and do what we can. You know, we we make cool swag. We make wooden pins with abalone shell logos on them, and we give those to the bud tenders, uh, things like that. For a small business, you you guys and girls are sure doing a lot over there. Holy, there are people with massive operating budgets that don't do this up here. We're highly functioning, high thread count individuals here at Fruits Labs. That's <laughs> absolutely perfect. Honestly, uh, big ups uh, to you folks over there. Absolutely crushing it. Uh, again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time with us today. Uh, this has been a pleasure. 
Uh, I just want to give a quick uh, moment for you guys to plug absolutely everything where we can reach you, uh, interact with you, etc., etc., etc. There, uh, we have quite a large audience sitting down there. Uh, and for all those folks who uh, do want to ask, is it okay if we keep you for another uh, about 10 minutes or so for some questions uh, from the audience? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and as far as how can you reach us, fruitslabs.com is our website. Uh, fruitslabscbd.com is our CBD portal. Uh, you can get to the Coast Laborator Network through there. Um, you can also find us on socials, mostly at Fruit Slabs. Um, uh, we have separate state Instagram. So we have Fruit Slabs CA and Fruit Slabs WA. Um, you can email me at Dorsky at Fruit Slabs, D-O-R-S-K-Y. You can email Maggie, Maggie at Fruit Slabs.com. Um, we would love to hear from you, love to get feedback. Um, you can sign up uh, for our email list if you want to hear about you know what's new and happening in the Fruit Slabs world. Um, our website uh, does have an interactive map. If you are just looking for our product, you can see where our product is sold. If you're in a market where you don't have access to Fruit Slabs but are in the industry and possibly want to talk about bringing Fruit Slabs to your market, uh, please reach out. We are actively looking for new markets to bring Fruit Slabs to. Um, Maggie, anything else you want to add? Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's uh, if you want to, uh, if you're doing something cool, like we know everybody in here is doing something really creative and has their own unique niche that they're, you know, that they're trying to do something fun. And so we really love when Brandon said we'd love to get feedback. We really do. So um, if you want to be a part of the collaborator network, please just sit, like it's free. You don't have to pay for it. We just want to like, we want to do cool shit with you and we want you to do cool shit anyway. So, you know, if you want to do cool shit with Fruit Slabs, feel free to join our network and you know let's see what we can create together because the more we can spread education about this plant and the, you know just living a healthy lifestyle and what we put in our bodies and how important it is uh, especially in this cannabis space so we're just going to progress farther and faster uh, we already we already see how big our footprint and how much uh, progress and change we have the capacity to do even just within this 150 hours of green room, the first cannabis room on green room. And there's been multiple updates to this app within this 150 hours that we can tell that they're listening and that they're watching. So maybe they'll get some food slabs. Maybe they'll try some food slabs too. <laughs> so Maggie, I have one. Oh, go ahead. Babe. No, mama. No, oh. go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I love family. So Maggie, you guys are actually getting some love from the same household. So that's a beautiful thing. So first of all, kudos to such a wonderful product. I'm over here like, wow, I am amazed. So this is my question. You guys are actually using something that we are still fighting for and for legalization in South Carolina and North Carolina. How would you think we'd be able to manage something similar to provide support for you guys in these states. Cameron's in, so in North Carolina. I'm in South Carolina. And we're about Mommy, adding... Mommy, that was my question. Oh, we, we're asking the same question? Yes, oh, that was my question. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. <laughs> right. Let him... uh, well, appreciate the question. Um, and 
you know, would love to get our product in the Carolinas. We, we have some fans out there. Certainly any retailers that are willing to sell um, CBD, CBD ingestible products. I mean, we do produce those. It's a way to sort of start building brand identity um, out there uh, and introduce our product to the masses. Um, you know, we can also provide non-infused samples to retailers that are selling our CBD products. Um, you know, what, as the market develops, I mean, we get involved in licensing conversations you know, before markets are even necessarily mature or ready to go, if someone is eager, ready, and willing to get in at the moment it's approved, um, there's actually a pretty steep learning curve on our product and, you know, a short uh, production time. Um, and because of the investments we've made in our supply chain, we can set up new licensees rather quickly and introduce product in the market in less than three months. Um, you know, to, whereas, you know, as long as you can get access to the THC input you need um, in within the state, uh, we can kind of provide everything else that's necessary for production and accelerate. And because our product is sort of safely made, doesn't have any additives or preservatives, isn't bright colored or geared towards children or trading on, you know, people's brand and dish year or trade names, uh, if, if a state has a regulatory approval process, either for the packaging and or the ingredients, uh, our product should our product and packaging should pass first pass. Um, it passed first pass in the most heavily regulated state, which is Washington. Um, and we deliberately went there to show that we could prove um, our product. Our product was actually met all of the requirements for the state of Washington when Washington changed their laws around edibles and, you know, had some restrictions on colors and packaging, our product as made already met all of their requirements. And that sort of created a window of opportunity for us to enter that market uh, for any markets that are being careful and cautious or, you know, very focused on, you know, not introducing products that are going to attract children and things like that. You know, our products are really safe bet for that. Um, it's not a gummy. It's a healthy edible. Um, so, uh, in terms of what could you do in the Carolinas, I mean, uh, grateful that you're even interested in supporting. But, you know, anybody that's selling CBD product, we'd love to get it to them, even getting some product out for review. Um, you know, and if there's any periodicals or press or people sort of talking about what's coming in the market, we'd love to talk to them and engage with them, um, you know, co-slaborate if there's an opportunity to do so. Uh, yeah, so I'm up here in, uh, in Washington state and I actually worked, uh, in the cannabis field, uh, producing, uh, edibles, working in the, uh, in the growing field and, and stuff like that. And, uh, I love how you came to this state deliberately and spoke about those laws targeting the colors, targeting children and, and, and things like that. Cause I've, I got to see witness a lot of, uh, other companies having to change packaging, uh, change ingredients and changing all that stuff to, uh, to, a um, address the, uh, the ever-changing laws in the, uh, in the cannabis industry. Uh, my question was about um, kind of more uh, personal views about, uh, I'm sure you're aware of the, the changes that Oregon State have undergone and everything towards their uh, overall progression and open-mindedness. And uh, I just wanted to see your, uh, hear your views about um, maybe furthering into other fields possibly someday, or if uh, you're a strictly cannabis, because I heard you about uh, I heard, um, I can't remember her name, I apologize, but uh, she spoke about ingesting healthier 
uh, substances, you know, keeping track of what we eat and things like that. And so I was just curious your views as to what Oregon is doing and uh, how they're uh, addressing things. Uh, well, thank you, Jared. We appreciate that question. Um, and, you know, we are uh, into exploring uh, plant medicine and plant medicine alternatives. Um, you know, we are not yet experimenting with any products um, like sort of what the state of Oregon is allowing, but, you know, we support our brothers and sisters that are pushing into that territory. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier that we've been exploring some, you know, adding vitamins or nootropics. Uh, you know, I, I would not be opposed to um, using our product and formulation as a delivery method for different plant medicine, uh, as long as we can make it taste good, really, you know, and to the extent there are other plant medicine extracts that the way we make our product, you know, any sort of uh, bad taste could be masked in a, you know, in a way that's still a healthy product. Um, you know, I think uh, the people that work with Fruit Slabs are in the headspace of wanting to explore that, uh, you know, so long as it's legal when we're, uh, when we're doing it. Um, you know, we, we support the industry, but because we, you know, have, once you're involved in the regulated cannabis market, you know, they can kind of take away your rights to uh, be active in that space if you break any other law. So we're kind of still waiting on the periphery to experiment with anything in other sort of plant medicine arenas, if you will. Uh, but we are very interested in making healthy products and we are exploring. There was a period of time where we explored granola products briefly. We never got into it. Um, you know, we, we do source great fruit. Uh, beverages are an emerging product category. So we're, we're definitely looking into that as a possible brand extension for us um, and other plant medicine, you know, uh, perhaps in time, but probably not something that's in our, you know, next 12 to 18 month horizon. I had two, uh, quick, oh, I had two quick follow-up questions. I'm, it's fine. I had a, you said you operate in Washington state. I was wondering if you operated on the more Western or Eastern side of the state. And uh, you said it was Fruit Labs. Um, are y'all in the, uh, I forgot my second follow-up question. I apologize. But yeah, that first one, which side of the state of Washington do y'all operate on mainly? Uh, well, our producers are based on the western side of the state, sort of in the peninsula. They operate out of Port Townsend, which is a, you know, a small port town, um, sort of around the bend from Seattle. Uh, I know for a fact, and, and our product's only been available since March 2021. So I know it hasn't penetrated too deep in the state. And I, you know, I certainly know if you're on the eastern end of the state, uh, there probably aren't dispensaries yet that are carrying our product. Um, but I know our team is active up there. I'm introducing shops to our team up there. Um, and so we hope to see it penetrate more of the state in time. Um, I'm going to send you guys uh, an email on y'all. Uh, could you repeat y'all's website for me one more time after this? I'm going to write it down. I'll shoot y'all guys an email, and uh, maybe I can help y'all collaborate and get some product on this Eastern front. Uh, yes. Well, thank, thank you, Jared. Our website is fruitslabs, S-L-A-B-S, dot com. So F-R-U-I-T-S-L-A-B-S, dot com. You can reach both of us at info at fruitslabs, dot com. Yeah, I have a question for both Brandon and Maggie here when it comes to 
there's so many states that haven't legalized yet, with so many that will be over the next year or two. And I'm sure there's lots of people listening in to this podcast that want to start their own business. What are some good advice you could give to people starting a business so that you're not mm, legally and going to run into any pitfalls federally since it's not federally legalized yet and since it's so difficult to get banking and so difficult to market? I bet you you guys have great advice for new businesses. Can I add on to that question really quick? Um, Along with that, can you also um, speak on the process of what it would take to get licensed? Because North Carolina isn't legalized yet, but once it does, I am actually interested in starting the process of being licensed. So that actually goes back in and ties with his question a little bit, how to start a business um, in this industry. Uh, Well, I can certainly appreciate those questions. Great questions. Um, And my first bit of advice would be, uh, you know, until there's a federal change, don't do it in your name. Set up a business entity that gives you a veil of legal protection and might protect your personal assets should anything go wrong. Um, and you might get lawyers giving you different types of advice out there. Uh, create a corporation. Uh, I could... I could go very deep on why that would be my advice, but um, I can tell you that all of Fruit Slab's operating entities are corporations, not LLCs. And that is for a deliberate reason. Um, And if you're encountering an attorney where you're trying to get a license and they're telling you you should create an LLC, my advice to you is to talk to another attorney. In terms of state by state, start shaking hands and meeting people in your state, you know? Know the politicians and the regulators. Make investments in the community itself. Know the people who are doing the lobbying locally. That's going to be very advantageous over time. And it's never too soon to make that investment. Um, And, you know, you be prepared to spend some money to get to the finish line. It's definitely not free to get there. The license fees can be very costly. Uh, You're going to have to deal with regulators and getting multiple approvals. Um, And it's going to be spending a lot of money before making money. Um, So, you know, be prepared for that. And if it's money that you, you know, if it's money that you need the ability to turn over quickly, uh, then I would consider the oppor- heavily consider the opportunity cost of the dollars and you know, perhaps consider getting outside financing because in many markets, you know, the opportunity to get licensed becomes available. But then, you know, a little bit down the road, they tell you, well, yeah, but you're not really going to be active, be able to be active until now. Um, and, and so then if you've made a ton of, economic commitments to have, you know, a piece of property to operate out of. And all of a sudden you're told, well, you actually can't operate for another two years, but you're locked into a lease. Um, You know, that can be a catch 22. That happened to a lot of people here in Los Angeles who are still waiting for the right to open. And they've been paying rent on a property for two, three, four years. Um, 
And, you know, that's, that is not a place you, you want to be. Um, and, you know, so definitely review any regulations to make sure you are, you're not making an investment in something that isn't going to be required or necessary to apply for the license. You know, if you need it to operate, great. But if it's not necessary to get the license you want, you don't have to prematurely get it. And certainly, if you don't have the resources, that I, I would caution against that. Because um, what you're trying to do is build up a business that looks lean and has a license and then might be a good acquisition target or something that somebody wants to invest in. You don't want to have a lot of you know, runway capital you're spending or a lot of overhead expenses without having any product in market. Uh, real quick, I wanna I wanna ask about how you just spoke on um you know getting in touch with uh, other lobbyists, shaking hands, getting out there, and uh, just trying to help you know spread the uh, the the awareness that uh, this plant's changing lives all around, not just the country but the world. Um, are y'all uh, do y'all have any plans on uh, in the future to uh, use success stories or, or use uh, you know um product reviews or things like that on your CBD end or, or things like that to possibly help lobby in states that are still trying to legalize? Uh, you know, certainly we, we do what we can. Um, you know, I mean, our bandwidth to lobby outside of states we're already in, I will admit, is a little thin. But we try and engage in educational activity. Um, we do go to conferences and events outside of the states we're active in with the intention of meeting people that are active in those markets um, and introducing product and, you know, certainly um, trying to evolve the perception of cannabis edibles and sort of change some minds can, and have people believe cannabis edibles can also be healthy products that you can incorporate uh, into your diet. Um, but we... You know, we don't do a lot of targeted lobbying in states that we are not yet in. We do more general um, educational and marketing activities. Like we are, we're going to be filming some educational content about uh, CBD for a, a series that's going to air on Bloomberg. Um, and, you know, it, part of it is going to focus on, you know, cannabinoid or cannabis infused edibles can be healthy. And we do, I mean, in addition to hoping that that has marketing value for us, we hope it serves as educational value for the industry at large. And Hey, you know, if that content can be used in somebody's lobbying efforts to persuade, uh, you know, any government body to reconsider their position on cannabis infused products, uh, I think that's great, um, you know, but we, we're really, in terms of what we can do on the lobbying front, we are admittedly limited by bandwidth and budget because until the federal laws change around cannabis, those lobbying efforts, uh, even if we're sending money to nonprofit organizations, not deductible for a cannabis business, not in the United States at least. Brandon, I appreciate it, man. Thank you uh, a million for taking the time. Maggie, th 
thank you a million for taking the time. Fruit Slabs, everybody. Uh, absolute wonderful company, wonderful product. If you haven't got a chance to check them out while well, we've been rocking and rolling here uh, for the last hour, fruitslabs.com. It's pretty simple. Uh, again, Brandon, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us here on the first ever live recorded podcast of the Cannabis Maker. I just, I, uh, I cannot believe, I'm so happy. I'm really happy, Maggie, that you came in here and rocked it out with us and we're able to meet you and able to have a chat. Uh, with yourself and Brandon. Thanks again. We really appreciate it here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Corey. I can see the smile on your face just through your voice, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. I have a blast doing this. As you can tell, the cannabis industry means a lot to me. And uh, yeah, I, you know, especially hearing from your guys' side of it, you know, for me, uh, one of the, I guess like, I heard it. Uh, through someone else and they said you know fire in fire out and that's something that i really try uh and go by because i know i can get you guys some good stuff and make uh some pretty beautiful edibles and more i mean really though a charcuterie board and a drink i mean yeah really excited to try these things uh again thanks to everybody who came up uh and asked some questions it's always wonderful uh to have that interaction and it's always wonderful to have everybody tune in here at Resonate Radio. Thanks again for joining us at the first ever podcast for Resonate Radio. Head over to fruitslabs.com. Follow Brandon and Maggie. Head over to Instagram. Find Fruit Slabs. And while you're doing that, take a look at Resonate Radio. We are available at Team Resonate can stay in touch with us for our latest live show offerings our latest podcasts that are released thanks again everybody i hope you have a wonderful day and we will see you again soon